gospel message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. As we look into your Word, please speak to us. Bless us from your holy hills. Change situations, change circumstances. Draw us closer to Jesus and let his name be praised. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. All right, very quickly, we'll take our test today from Numbers chapter 22, and I'll read verses 1 to 6, and then Numbers 23, and I'll read 19 to 26. So first, Numbers 22, verses 1 to 6, and i read from the New King James Version. It says, Then the children of Israel moved and camped in the plains of Moab on the side of the Jordan across from Jericho. Now Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was exceedingly afraid of the people because they were many. That is, Israel's, Israel uh, were many. And Moab was sick with dread. Boy. Because of the children of Israel. Your enemy shall be sick with dread because of you. So Moab said to the elders of Media, Now this company will lick up everything around us. As an ox licks up the grass of the field. And Balak the son of Zippor was king of the Moabites at that time. Then he sent messengers to Balaam the son of Baal at Pethor which is near the river in the land of the sons of his people, to call him, say, Look, a people has come from Egypt. See, they cover the face of the earth and are certainly next to me. And verse 6, finally, Therefore, please come at once. Curse these people for me, for they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land, for I know that... He whom you bless is blessed. That is Balaam. And he whom you curse is cursed. Amen. Let's go to Numbers 23, verses 19 to 26. God is not a man. That was Balaam speaking here. After many attempts to curse the children of Israel failed. He opened his mouth. He couldn't curse them. And they had close to three attempts and it wasn't happening. The man was doing more sacrifices, doing more things, giving more, you know, gifts unto Balaam just to help him, who was a prophet, Balaam was a prophet, to curse the children of Israel. So at the penultimate stage of this exercise, then Balaam said this one. He said, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Um, Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good in his verse? Peace. Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed. God has blessed. And I cannot reverse it. And I will tell you today, I have received a command to bless. And as I bless, it shall not be recovered by anybody or reversed by anybody. He has not observed iniquity in Jacob, nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. The Lord is God, he is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. The next verse, please. God brings them out of Egypt. He has strength like a wild ox. 
For there is no sorcery against Jacob, nor any divination against Israel. It now must be said of Jacob and of Israel, Oh, what God has done. Look, a people rises like a lioness and lifts itself up like a lion. It shall not lie down until it devours the prey and drinks the blood of the slain. Then Balak said to Bela, Neither curse them at all, nor bless them at all. So Balaam answered and said to Bela, Did I not tell you, saying, All that the Lord speaks, that I must do. Hallelujah. So we are talking about curses and blessings. And if you want to subtitle it, it's the blessing of peace. Curses and blessings. When a person faces a persistent and intractable problem, the problem that seems to defy all genuine efforts to resolve it, it is always wise for such a person to consider the possibility of the operation of a curse. Did you understand very clearly what I said? It's a carefully chosen sentence. When a person faces a prolonged, persistent, intractable problem that seems to defy all efforts, it is always wise for such a person to consider the possibility of a curse being in operation. And when we face situations like that many a times, we apply the wrong approach. What we tend to do is that we work harder. We say it's because maybe I'm not working hard enough. Everybody is working and they are making good money. I've been working so many years. The person may say that they can't see anything they've gathered together. And so I take five more jobs. And talking of testimony of ability to sleep, a man of God, knowing very well, uh, Pastor Leke, Sanusi, he was in that same condition that David was for three days, guess for how long? Almost a month. A month short, a few days. When he was still sharing that testimony with us, later on with me personally, the, the, nearly the terror of it was still practically with him. And it came to that point, just as David came, that without any shadow of doubt, he was going to lose his mind. He did everything. All the prayers were prayed, everything was done. But this problem never went away. But praise be to the name of the Lord. When the Lord did it, he ended up sleeping for almost 72 hours. And since then, he's been sleeping and waking. Because God broke whatever was the curse, the problem that was placed upon him. It was a rising star at that time, and it still is. And many a times, these attacks are directly directed at people who, for one reason or the other, devil can see their future. He, can, he knows that there's something glorious ahead of them. And he throws things at them to get them to the point of frustration. Because when we apply more prayers, we apply more giving, we apply more service, we apply all the labors that we can, and nothing seems to change. You know the conclusion? God is not faithful. And then it makes the curse to work better. 
Because in Proverbs chapter 26, verse 2, the Bible tells me, a curse does not hold without a reason. And so all that the devil does is to seek out a reason why the curse that he has used people to place to work. And this is, is his usual tactics. He will do everything within his power. The conclusion of that story, I might as well tell you now, I might as well tell you now, the conclusion of that story was that in chapter 23 where we read, the man Belak did not give up, who was the king of the Moabites and the Midianites at that time. In chapter 24, he made two more attempts to see that Israel was cursed, but they were not cursed. But in chapter 24, verse, chapter 25, verse 1, the Bible mentions something there. Please put chapter 25, on, verse 1 on the screen for me. And let this just flow together. Thank you very much. Now Israel remained in Acacia. You know, they were camping uh, somewhere before. You know, I can't remember that place, but they were camping there. But they remained around that area. And the people began to commit harlotry with the women of Moab. You know how they did it? Oh, that's not the way. Because remember in verse 23, there was no sin that God has found in Israel. Remember? There was no iniquity that God has found in Israel. Remember? But suddenly in verse 20, chapter 25, suddenly something happened. And suddenly something changed. Well, it didn't just change. It changed because somebody manipulated something. And who was that person? The same Balaam. Numbers chapter 31 verse 16. Numbers 31 verse 16. And let me just put that to rest so that we deal with that one. And I call that one how to keep your blessing. When God blesses you, if your daily prayer will be, Lord, keep me separate and free from air because sins, even in life of believer, do come as attacks sometimes. You find yourself in a position lying, cheating, doing thinking things or doing things that you should not do. And usually it's the enemy that is sending that run to you. What does it say there? Look, these women caused the children of Israel through the counsel of Balaam to trespass against the Lord. In the incident, you don't have to bear. Pure is where they were. In the incidents of Peor, and there was a plague among the congregation of the Lord. What the Midianite king could not do, plague did it. Because he moved them away from where they were. To the extent that Revelation chapter 2 verse 14. Revelation chapter 2 verse 14. The Bible still refers to it at the end of life. That is a tactic of the enemy to move a person out of blessing into a cursed position by instigating them to do things they should not do. Fight people they should not fight. Think things they should not do. What did he say there? But I have a few things against you. That was Lord Jesus Christ speaking to John the Revelator. Because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak, did you get it now? To put a stumbling block before the children of, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. Wow. So, we've established that curses are more prevalent than we can imagine. And when you go through the scripture, there are persistent circumstances in some situations that were actually due to curses, and those that were involved, they didn't even know. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 19 to 22. 2 Kings chapter 2, 19 to 22. Then the men of the city said to Elisha, please notice, the situation of this city is pleasant as my Lord sees. Amen? But the water is bad and the ground barren. Okay? 
And he said, bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. Let's stop there for a moment. The scenario in that city called Jericho was that for some very, very strange reason, that the water that they were drinking in that town was making people to lose their pregnancy. People would drink it, they would be ill. People would drink it, they would find out they won't be able to conceive. They would drink it, they find out even when they conceive, they will lose the pregnancy. And so, a prevailing environment, and they've done all they could. They've probably prayed because the sons of the prophets were the ones that told Elisha that we've done everything. Now that we know that the mantle of Elijah is resting upon you, you have the power that Elijah had, help us in this city. And God is hearing that cry from this house today. Somebody crying and say, you know, there's something wrong with my root. I may not know where it is. There's something wrong, something wrong. I don't know where it is. I can't put a finger on it. I usually does not matter. But God help me. I'm even tired of the fasting. I'm tired of the praying. I'm tired of the sewing. I'm tired of the laboring. Lord help me. He has heard your cry. He has heard our cries. And joke not with it. There are families in which there have been persistent recurrence of trouble. And they put it down to all sorts of things. But thank God you are in the house of the Lord today. Thank God Jesus is here. And he is the remover of all curses. And he will remove them for us in the name of Jesus. And that case, for his formation, are we in verse 21 or 20? Go to 21. Let me read to 22 quickly. And then I use that journey verses. Then um, Elisha went out of the source of the water and cast in the, in the salt there and said... Thus says the Lord. Did you jump in verse there? You jump in verse 20. But he asked for salt. Anyway, don't worry. All right? So when he said, cast the salt, you say, where did the salt come from? So he asked for salt. And then says, thus says the Lord, I have healed this water. From it, there shall be no more death or barrenness. And verse 22, to confirm that what the man said happened. So the water remaining healed to this day. The water and the source of your life and my life shall remain healed. Amen. And it shall be a permanent one in the name of Jesus. Amen. According to the word of Elisha which he spoke. So that was them sorted. But that curse came earlier on. That curse came when Joshua placed the curse upon Jericho. He said, whoever built Jericho, we built in the firstborn, and we finished the gate of, we laid the foundation in the firstborn, and we put the gate in his lastborn. And, and the Bible tells me in 1 Kings 26, verse 34, you may check that on your own, 1 Kings 26, 34, that according to the word of the man Joshua, it happened. And the curse was still raining. The man thought that it's only the child that would die. There were other things. Joshua spoke, and that word was still raining. It took a man with a greater anointing to, to nullify it. I stand under the cover of the blood and the power of Jesus this morning. And as I nullify every curse in our lives, they shall stay nullified in the name of the Lord Jesus. When I was coming here, thank you, Father. The Lord asked me to see now because I've learned to obey simple instruction. And the word I heard clearly, he said, release the anointing that will break the yoke. He said, I should, the anointing that breaks the yoke that should be released in this place. And that is why, beginning from tomorrow morning, a new you will emerge. And your years of labor shall end, your year of fruitless labor. The source that is being poisoned, that is being cursed, shall become blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
you shall not continue as a cursed person. Situation will not be cursed anymore in our lives. Corporately, we shall not labor in vain anymore. Because it's in gradations. A curse may be placed upon a person that you will not expand beyond this. You may not rise beyond. You may not succeed beyond this one. All those curses, they are falling today. They are falling today. Every limitation the Lord is removing. He's removing it by his power. And the Bible is replete with examples of people who are in the New Testament. You know, I was going to list many. The Lord just said, I should come down. I just choose one. And let's look at Mark chapter 5. Verse 25. Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 29. Mark 5, 25 to 29. He said, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. You know the story, but let's read it. If peradventure you've forgotten or you are not very conversant with it. And had suffered many things from many physicians. There was a woman that went to Jesus Christ and the Bible through Mark, one of the main disciples of the Lord was recording it for us. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather was. Please stay there. Please stay there. She has suffered many things from many physicians. Physicians, they are not wicked. They were trying their best. And there are many of us who have suffered many things from the hand of many experts. Some of you is business experts. Run this way, we ran there. The thing was told. Some, they are medical experts. They've done this procedure, it has not worked. They've done that procedure, and many of them come with pain. That woman, there was something in her that said she would not break through. She was not a, she was not a poor woman. The best medical facilities and resources that, that were available at that time, she must have gotten. But rather, she was getting worse. What does the next verse say? When she heard about Jesus, you have heard about Jesus. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind Jesus in the crowd and touched his garment. And the final verse, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. In verse 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Wherever you are hemorrhaging life, wherever you are losing, you are losing. Life is going out. You don't sleep well. It's one trouble after another. Emotionally, you are just bleeding. If anybody will ask you, they say, I'm not sure I can, I can even survive till tomorrow. Bleeding. Career is bleeding like no man's business. Nothing left of it. Not where you were a few years back. Bleeding by health. Gradually, Everything is going downhill. But for this woman, Jesus appeared. And the Bible said the bleeding stopped. You will stop bleeding yourself. You will stop hemorrhaging yourself. And bleeding is more than ordinary blood. It's more than the red stuff. Bleeding is anything that we constantly lose that has life in them. Something that's supposed to sustain you. You're constantly losing it. That's bleeding. But the Lord says no more bleeding today. But how do curses come? How do curses come? Number one, curses can be self-inflicted through negative confessions. Some people, they say things to themselves like they know they are not good enough. 
And if you repeat it regularly enough and often enough, more often than not, it turns to a curse. Because the curse, I didn't define for you, is a power that is potent enough to make a person fail to succeed or to attain their desired goal. It's a potent force. It gets released. And that's why I was talking about Bela. He said, Bela, we know you. When you speak, it happens. And there are some people, they've got very strong spirit. In fact, God has been warning many of us, be careful because from now on, your words will become authority. Because sometimes people, I know people, very strong spirit. Some of them are not believers. But then what you have, you, all you need is a very strong, a strong spirit means that when you say things, you just don't say it with your mouth. You say it right from your belly. Whether good or evil. Some people, they are very superficial. Whatever they say, you know, because it doesn't matter. But some people, whether born again or not, whether Christian or not, they've got very strong spirit. I've come across one or two like that. And when they walk around me, I'm very careful. Because despite the fact that I have Jesus watching over me, I must tread carefully with them. And so it was. It may be that concerning you, you got a strong spirit, you don't know it. And you say things about yourself that may come to pass. Today, the Lord will deliver you from them. Some of them, they say things about their spouse, about their children in the moment of anger and rage. And they turn. Especially, I will mention to you later, people that can bless. And of course, people that can curse. And the Bible is filled with so many examples. I just pick one for you of how funny, if I want to call it funny, human beings can be. Matthew chapter 27, Matthew chapter 27, verse 24, please. There's something very funny there, and beggars believe that people can do that to themselves. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, that was when Jesus Christ was on trial, okay? And so, when they were going to take him to the cross, he went to Pilate, who was the highest official at that time, to sign his death uh, sentence, um, the execution warrant. But rather, that a tumult was rising, that Pilate tried to calm them, they were just staying calm. He took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I'm innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. The next verse, please. And all the people answered and said, His blood be upon us and on our children. How dare you? In time of rage and anger, people have said things. Even if everything is scattered, let it scatter. It's a curse. It came to pass in their life. This blood was upon them. It's still upon the juicy today. Oh, if not for the mercy of God. Like the likes of Paul and a few that did the mighty work. They shut themselves away from the grace of God because of purely jealousy. This rabbi came to town. He was more successful than they were. People were following him more than they were following them. And that was all. They didn't have anything against Jesus more than that. Simple jealousy and envy. If you have any traits of it, please plead with the Lord that the Lord should remove jealousy and envy away from us. Amen. Amen. Jealousy and envy is bad. It makes people to say and do things they normally will not do. We started together. How dare you to have gone so far? We left school the same time. As I've mentioned it to you, we're doing this was out for school. And you see, you know, we are all in different places, different stages. And you could see traces of different things happening. Some flaunting their own Achievement, some flaunting, you know, the role he has, concerning pastoral, some flaunting the role he has in academics, some flaunting the role he has in business, one or two in politics. And you could see some people with snide comments coming in. Jealousy and heavy, it is a human thing, but it kills the person that carries it. It killed them. They brought 
curses upon themselves. He said they don't care. And eventually Jerusalem was destroyed. The blood was visited upon them. Eventually the Jews were scattered. Eventually six million of them were killed by Hitler. The blood was still calling upon them. Lord, please have mercy upon your people. Have mercy. You don't know what your own grandparents have said. And I said, whatever it costs, I don't care. I don't care. Even if they, are, they may say about their children, if their children will suffer, let them suffer. But this one, I'm not yielding that over words. Today we are, tomorrow we die. Our life is too short to worry. And it's very important you don't make your own life unnecessarily difficult here or not. You can leave the rest uh, of that passage, go back and read. So, number one, self inflicted. Number two, words. Thoughts and emotions of family and friends, including spiritual authorities and other children of God. Amen? And because time is really, really fast spent, I won't be able to go much into that. Genesis 49, 5 to 7. Genesis 49, 5 to 7. We had a man, what's his name again? Um, Israel, Jacob, you know, pronouncing different kinds of blessings and curses upon his children. Some, he said, they will remain violent. One, he said, he will not excel. Other one, is said, and when he came to Joseph, he showered blessing upon him. Come on. And all those things, they came to pass. Because words, thoughts, and emotions of family and friends, they are very, including spiritual authorities and other children of God. That is why be very careful as a child of God whom you offend, because especially other children of God. I've mentioned that to you before. I do all within my power. Because if you, are, if you belong to Jesus... Anyone that tampers with you, they are touching the apple of the eye of God. Amen. And so, if you anger people, and they, without them saying a word, they just feel so hurt within. They feel so pained within. And they begin to, they don't even need to imagine bad things. A cause, as I mentioned to you, can be something like, ah, ah, and you did this. Especially if you don't have, you haven't got a ground yourself where you can hide to. You have not got a ground in which you can see yourself coming out of it. Finally, evil people can bring curses. And, uh, but let's move to solution. Amen. 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 We are moving from curses to blessings now. Are you ready to go? All right now. All right. So, what is the remedy to curses? Or are there remedies to curses? There is only one sure remedy to curses. And his five-letter word, Jesus. Jesus. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Jesus. Jesus. Galatians 3, verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. Simply meaning, two things Christ did when he died on the cross. Number one, he stopped the curses. Number two, he started a blessing for us. Because his whole life was one long stretch of blessing. If you look at Luke chapter 24, verses 50 to 53, I will need to read that one and close. In this section, mention one or two things and we'll begin to pray. Hallelujah. Are you still there in the house with me? What is the only sure remedy to curses? Ah, you are not sounding excited. What is the only sure remedy to curses? It's Jesus. It's the only sure remedy. Now, this, when I checked my Bible, happened to be the very last thing that Jesus did. Just to tell you that if you're in Christ, there's something in your life that is special. It's a seven-letter word. 
And he led them out as far as Bethany. That was when, you know, after, you know, before he rose up, and he rose up from the dead, but he was still appearing to people in human form. And the rest of that, there was a particular group of disciples. They were going to another town. And on their way to another, Jesus joined them and was just chatting with them. They didn't know. And they were saying, oh, this Jesus, that, and the rest of that. So when he eventually told them that, well, this Jesus you are mourning about, I'm the Jesus. Oh, their eyes were open. And this was the conclusion of that story and the conclusion of the account of Luke, who happened to be the best documenter of the gospel. So his was the fullest and believed to be the best written. See the way he concluded that part and take a lesson from there. And he, the Lord Jesus, led them out as far as Bethany and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Verse 51, now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. The next verse, and they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. The next verse, and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. The next verse, no more. That was the end of Luke. What was the last duty of Jesus before he left? What was the last duty? He blessed them. And you can always be sure the last thing a parting man does, gives, is the most thing that is precious to him. Blessing is in this place today. You remember in the beginning, Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, the Bible tells me clearly that after the Trinity, as it were, the counsel of the Godhead in heaven, the unravelable mystery, when they said, let us make man in our image, in verse 28, they then say that God blessed them. And remember John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the... And the word was with, and God himself was the word. Then God, Jesus, the word, blessed them. In the beginning, the first statement of God to man was what? When he appeared as man, walked the surface of the earth. What was his last statement to us? Blessing. And that's why you are in for wonderful blessing today. Oh, rejoice. Hallelujah. You, he, curses will be canceled in the name of Jesus. And we shall step into our blessing in the name of the Lord. And what is a blessing anyway? A blessing is a summon from heaven to all realm of existence to prosper, favor, work positively for a person and also to make him or her to succeed. And that's why it was impossible for Balaam to curse Israel because the summon has gone out and there was no way he could have resisted it. Types of blessing, only for completion of the little study we've done. That's what I call spontaneous blessing. These are unsolicited. Many examples in the Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 7 to 8, Jesus Christ was telling the children of Israel, it's not because you are good that I bless you. I mean, look, let me be sincere with you. No one can qualify for God's blessing. That's why grace is there. So if you've been laboring all this way, I will work harder so that God will bless me. Perish the thoughts. Don't, don't, just don't go there. In actual fact, it can work against you being blessed. All those that were blessed, they came to a point. If thou shalt mark our iniquity, no one will stand. He said, by grace are you saved, not of works. It is the work of the Spirit, so that no man should be able to boast. Hallelujah. So spontaneous blessings are available. There's other one that we can call provoked blessings. And we do a little bit of that today. Provoke through prayers, through obedience, through genuine service to God. 
But remember, I'm not talking of those things that you are doing in anticipation of being blessed. Just carrying your normal life duty. That's how Abraham was blessed in Genesis chapter 22. The Bible said, because you have decided to obey God and give up your only son, Isaac. He said, in blessing I will, and you will be a blessing to all people of the earth. The man was not expecting to be blessed. And so many times, when we are doing things, the same thing, Colonials was not expected to be blessed. He was just giving arms. He was just doing what he was doing. And one day, God said, you are doing it right. I will visit you. Some of you, all your labor, God will remember. Yeah. And by his mercy, he will, all those things that you have sown will provoke blessings from above. Yeah. Blessings can be momentary and can be perpetual. Momentary in the sense that you have it for a little while, it vanishes. And uh, when, you know, Peter had some catch of fish in Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Luke 5, 1 to 11. That was a kind of a momentary blessing. Because by the time you got to John chapter 21, the man still had problem with fishing again. So that was a momentary blessing. So blessings are momentary. So no point for him jumping up. But some blessings are perpetual. I pray we will have many perpetual blessings in our lives. How God blesses. Very quickly, I won't talk much on that because we need to start off and start praying. Number one, blessings can come to us directly from God. And number two, it can come through human agents. Human agents like parental figures, like biological parents. That's why I've pleaded with you all along. Don't unnecessarily have a, give a reason to those who are either your guardians or biological parents to be aggrieved about you. Some of them, they will not be pleased with you. I know that. But let it be written concerning you that there's nothing that I've done wrong to you. I've honored you. I've blessed you. I've done my duty. And even when they are pressing hard on you, just say, okay, I swallow it. Because it's the easiest way most people are cursed. Especially in this generation. Where people don't have sufficient honor and respect for people anymore. Parents are just like another friend to them who they can treat anyhow. The same old boundaries that were there, they are all gone. Her children swearing at their parents. Child was saying, you know, that the parents, you know, is in, go and get a job. That the parent is a drug addict. And this child herself is a drug addict. Does not have a job. And you're expecting your condition to change. This may look at extreme cases, but there are social cases. Disrespect can just be in the heart. Moses was disrespected in the heart. He disrespect, was disrespected in the heart of his brothers. He said, and God had in their heart. They disrespected him. Just, just, just look at it. What is he doing? Many a times, you see your parents say, what time? Despite all the weaknesses of my own parents, just as your parents must have had as well, God never, God gave me the grace throughout, never for one moment to look at them in the eye. And believe you me, there were things I, I can never even repeat them. You got your own family too. But I believe that's one of the areas in which God made me to be blessed. Because no matter the attack that I have, God found a way to wriggle me out. If you have made errors in that, go and make it right. If they are passed away, just say, Lord, I repent of it. I didn't know I was wrong at that time, but please never joke with that. They may not have the ability to bless you now, but things will change in the heavenly places. Spiritual parents as well, you fill in the blank, amen? Uh, when we say that, you might think 
That is self-serving, but you, you should have understanding. Yeah, amen. Then other ministers of God, they can be a means of, being, of blessing you. And other people, even your employer can bless you. You've done very well, and their house just was very glad towards you. It can be a source of blessing for you. If you keep causing trouble in that place of work, without them uttering a word, they say, we regretted the day we employ you. And not for any good reason, you know. I mean, some employers are bad, I agree. They are, they are the one that probably should be under a curse. I don't curse anybody. Because this. But sometimes, you, it's we, the employees, sometimes. You, the employees, that probably need to, to be careful. Some, they regret because of all the hassle we've taken them through. Please, don't let's put ourselves in a bad position. But today, as I said, Jesus is here. And blessing is in the house. Rise up with me. We have just about five minutes to go. We need to stop compulsorily at this stage. And then we pray a few prayers. And then the Lord will turn things around for us. Thank you, Father. Our first prayer point will be and don't disparage it. You know, people have Talk down on that. Ah, bless me, Lord. Bless me. I will say, bless me, Lord. And I will still say, bless others. Understand what I'm saying? There's a place to pray what? Bless me. Uh-huh. There's a place to pray it. The only caveat is that don't let that be your only prayer. Uh, that we better pray. Our Father has said, never give us our daily bread. We're going to pray. Simple prayer. Bless me, Lord. That's the whole prayer of Jabez. First Chronicles chapter 4. Understand that Lord bless me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because if God blesses you and I pronounce the blessing today, the blessing will stick. But God forbid, if God doesn't bless a person and any of the toughest or the most anointed of human beings will bless them, they will not be blessed. So let's start with God bless me. Amen? You're going to lift up your voices. In your own words, we ask the Lord to bless you today. To bless you. To bless you. To bless you with salvation. To bless you with good health. To bless you in your finances. I won't prompt you. If you are desperate, you know, you will pray it. I'm praying passionately. Lord, bless me. Please put that on the screen for me. God bless you. You're doing very well upstairs. And you can use the scripture on the screen to help you as a pray aid. You have one to two minutes solid to pray that one. Because that's very pivotal. Very pivotal. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, so that you will bless me indeed. Bless me, Lord. Bless me. I, Chris Billy, I stand before you today. Make it personal. Make it for you. Lord, bless me. 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 Enlarge my territory. Because part of blessing is that you will not shrink, you will expand. Bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from evil, oh God. Oh Lord, every evil designed and planned and targeted against me, Lord, let it not stand. Bless me, my Lord and my Lord. Bless me today. Bless me, oh God. Speak the areas you want God to bless. Bless me with peace. Because Psalm 29 verse 11 says, The Lord will bless his people with peace. Bless me with favor wherever I go. That is, empower me. Release heavenly force so that wherever I go, favor will follow me. Release heavenly force so that my life shall be a life of peace. 
Call on the name of the Lord. Bless me, Lord. Bless me. Let my life be saturated with your blessing. And let me never remain the same, oh God. Thank you, our Father and our God. Bring your prayer to a close. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. We're also going to pray. We move to the next phase and say, bless us, oh Lord. Bless our families. Bless this local church. Bless the church of Jesus Christ in this, our city. Bless us, Lord. Remember, we were charged at one time that the Lord's prayer is not my father, but our father. So we pray that right now. And say, in the name that's above all names, bless us. Bless my family. Bless our families. Don't even say my family. Our families. Whoever is weak in the house that cannot pray. As you are praying, bless our families. Their families will be blessed. Whoever is in the house and they are weak in one area. As you say, Lord, bless us. They will be blessed. Bless us, Lord. Bless this church. Every one of us. Bless your church in this city. Bless your church in this nation, oh God. Let yoke of curse be broken. Wheresoever people do not rise above a particular level, let the cap be removed from us, oh God. Bless us, my Father. Transform and translate us to the place you want us to be. Thank you, our dear Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. You will open your eyes and look at me now. I'm going to do something before I close in prayer. What you're going to do is that you will pray that God will use me to bless you. And it's going to be personal. If you don't believe in it, there's no point praying it. We first pray the first one that God bless me. But sometimes God requires a man to pronounce that blessing. And I'm standing here prepared, encouraged by the Lord that he will bless you. Whether you are listening remotely, please as well, face the screen of your tablet, your computer, your television or whatever, and pray the same prayer. You have just about 30 seconds. It's a personal prayer. Lord, use that man standing there. Send a word of blessing to me through him. Make it personal. It's a prayer for you because when I begin to make the declaration, your case may come up. When we begin to make the declaration, God may stop me in my track and remember particularly your own condition. And if you believe with all your heart that the mouth of man can bless another man through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, then you will be blessed. Then your condition will never remain the same. Ask God and be very specific. Lord, please remember me. Send my word of blessing through that man. Let my life never remain the same. Because I know testimonies are coming and your testimony will be part of those testimonies that are coming. Begin to bring your prayer to a close. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Whichever way you want to receive the blessing as I'm praying it, just receive it. You can stay standing. You can lift up your hand. You can stretch forth your hand. You can fold your hand. It does not matter. 
It's a spiritual thing. But if a particular posture will help you to actualize it, to make it more real unto you, please go ahead and do it. And I'm confident in the living God as he has promised that nobody will live here the same. Because he himself has blessed you. And as I confirm those blessings, you will be blessed in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for all blessings proceed from you. The Bible says all good and perfect gifts, they come from the Father of light. On him there is no changing or turning but steadfastness. The Old King James Version says no variableness nor any shadow of turning. That's why by the talking of the Holy Spirit, whom you have mentioned to us is his year of operation in our midst. I declare over you all, as a group and as individuals, may the Lord God of heaven and earth shower his blessings upon you. In the name that's above all names, may every curse in your life Covert or overt, hidden or visible, may every curse be broken in your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever curse has come upon you because of your own complicity, because of your own involvement, I ask that the blood of the Lamb of God will flow right now and we wash away all our misdeeds in the name of the Lord Jesus. From this moment onward, you are declared free in the name of Jesus. Because my Lord and my Master says, He who the Son sets free, he whom the Son makes free shall be free indeed. That's why with all confidence and boldness, standing on the word of God which is eternal, I say every curse that you have walked into, that has been pronounced over you. From now on, the Son of God sets you free in the name of the Lord Jesus. And let them hear at every realm of existence in the second heaven, on the terrestrial level, and under the earth, as the Bible has told us about this level of existence, where powers and spirits and forces are residing, let them hear now. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Each one of these ones, they have been made free from every curse in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the curse shall never return again. One more time, I declare, be free. I declare, be free. From that permanent state of sorrow, be free. You that they have caused, and they say, you will never laugh again. If you laugh, it's better only with your teeth. The one that you have caused and they say smiles will never form on your face again. I declare to you today, you will wake up smiling tomorrow morning. Their words cannot stand anymore. Because the breaker of course, Jesus, has spoken. And his word shall stand forever in the name of the Lord Jesus.
heaven and earth will pass away, but not a jot or a tittle of my world shall pass off with it, says the Lord. His word over you is permanent. Every form of blessing that will move you forward, receive it right now. When men see you, human beings, they see you. When people see you, their constant sons will be, that man is blessed. Their constant word will be, that woman is blessed. So shall it be concerning you in the name of Jesus. I repeat it, receive it again. It was said concerning Israel. He said, the people will say, see what the Lord has done. And that shall be your testimony in the name of the Lord Jesus. The faith to receive, we've prayed for it in the beginning. That faith shall not falter. The doubt shall not have a root in you. From this moment onward, you will go to bed blessed. You will rise up in the morning blessed. When you go out to work, you shall be blessed. When you come back in, you shall be blessed. You that you have been cursed and say that you will never live prosperously anymore. I stand in the name of Jesus. I reverse that curse. And in the name of Jesus, I substituted a blessing with it. And that blessing is that those that were used by the devil to curse you, they will eat from your hand in the name of the Lord Jesus. And that shall be a token that truly and indeed you serve a living God. And through your testimony, they shall be born again themselves. You will feed them. You will be the one to feed them. So that God can make a point. And you are standing there. They said that throughout your life, your marriage will not break, but we know no joy. It will not be dead. It will not be alive. I come in the name of him that is greater than all. And by him I pronounce and I declare over your marriage. Fire and passion and new wine shall be there in the name of Jesus. Spouses will not tolerate each other anymore. You will walk in love. Because blessing is resting upon that marriage right now. And I'm aware by the spirit of revelation and the spirit of prophecy. Wombs that were short. Loins that have been tied for the singular purpose so that they can gloat over you. I reverse every curse over you right now. And I pronounce in the name that's above all names. Receive abundance of fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. I say receive abundance of children in the name of Jesus. You that you have told, you will get pregnant, but you won't carry it through. I say it's a lie. You will carry it through. And blessing does not go bigger than that. I declare that statement known and void. And I pronounce the word of the Lord over you. Father, above all, one simple prayer now, which only you can do. I've mentioned what you have revealed to me. And I know those things are coming to pass. And they are coming to pass with speed. But there's one thing that you told Abraham. And it wasn't a long thing. You just said, Abraham shall be blessed. So I speak concerning every one of you in here. According to definition of blessing of heaven. Some of the definition of blessing we are given, they are earthly one. 
pertaining circumstances, but it's the definition of blessing of heaven. So I decree, be blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, I will repeat that seven times. And as I repeat it, make sure that that distilling you, the ways of God are past finding out. So get yourself ready and believe it. Say amen, but not just the amen. Let your heart receive it. So the Lord is giving us those number of opportunity. At least once, it will settle your heart. I decree one more time in the name of my Lord and my Savior. The one that plucked me out of darkness and translated me to light. The one that has promised that I said, son, go in that anointing. I stand in his name. And I look up and I say, my father, my father, by your name and by your power, decree over these children right now. Be blessed. In the name of Jesus, be blessed. In the name of Jesus, be blessed. By the power in the name of the risen Christ, be blessed. I say to you, God himself, we bless you. Father, by your name, by, by your power, bless them. And I say, be blessed. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Cause is over, blessing is inside. Hopelessness is over, hope is there. Joy is here, sorrow is over. In the name of Jesus. It's a very important day. It's a very pivotal day. And to tell you that what has happened cannot just be human, you have to pray for me. You will need to pray for me because it's taking a shepherd's heart to put my life on the line for you. To pray. servant has personally asked for this. I want you to open your heart. Just open your heart. Release blessings. Release the blessings of God upon him. He has blessed you. He has blessed you from the, the point of a shepherd. He has blessed you immensely. He did not hold back anything. Do not hold back. Just release. Release. Cry unto God and say, Father, even as he has opened his heart to you, even as he has blessed me, Lord, bless him. Bless him with the blessings of heaven. Bless him in all areas. In his ministry, in his family, in his marriage, in everything, oh God, around him. Everything he has desired. Father Almighty, bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Bless his lineage. Bless him, oh God. Bless him, oh God. Bless him with a blessing that generations after, Lord will key into. Bless him. Bless him, bless him, Lord. Release blessing, release blessing. Father, all round blessing over him. Bring your prayers to an end. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Our Father, at one point or the other, has released blessings or prayers of you know healings and the rest unto us. This is an opportunity for us to give him back. 
this is an opportunity to, to speak, you know, one word that you want to ask God, one thing you want to ask God for concerning this, his, his son. Pray now and lift up your voices and say, Lord, he has done this for me. He has prayed. He has even forsaken everything to run to my aid. Lord, this is my own time to pray, to pay back. Father, bless him. Lord, heal him. Heal, Father, bless his hands. Let his hands, oh God, breathe healing. Let it be said, oh God, that Lord, even by touching him, Lord, people receive healing. People receive deliverance. Let power, let your power flow. Even from his steps, even from his movements. Father Almighty, honor his word. Let, oh Lord, his words be recognized in heavens all the days of his life. Father, let his voice, let his voice be recognized. Let his voice be a voice that heavens recognizes. That whenever he lifts up his voice unto the heavens, heavens will answer speedily. Father Almighty, confirm your word, O God, to him. Father, you said you have given us the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Father, whatever we permit will be permitted in heaven. Whatever we lose will be lost in heaven. Father Almighty, let his own not just be one key. Give him keys, O God, as your servant. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, please hear our cries. Answer us speedily. Lord, by the reason of that which you have done today, as your servant steps down from that altar, Lord, he will step into higher realm of glory, into higher realms of possibilities, into higher realms of ministry, into higher realms, O oh God, of soul winning. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, King of Kings. In Jesus' marvelous name, we have prayed. Just appreciate God, appreciate it. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.